Nashville Predators getting ready for a big weekend test against the Toronto Maple Leafs. How do the Preds slow down those Toronto big guns? Plus, our first takes from a hat of the new season. That's coming up today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I want to start out with a special hello to our loyal Lockdown Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys. We appreciate the support you give us week after week. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer at Penalty Box Radio, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at The Hockey News. Today's episode also brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, Ann. Uh, our first takes from a hat of the year. Come on. On us. Uh, you and I are excited about this. For those of you uh, who are maybe newer to the show, uh, basically, it's we stole this idea pretty much verbatim from whose line is it anyway, but it works for us. <laughs> sure uh, does. The smattering of hockey questions, some fun, some serious. Uh, we'll draw from a hat and give our opinions on whatever the hats prompt us to do. Uh, so that is coming up on today's show. But first, little bit of housekeeping. The Predators have a big matchup this weekend uh, against the Toronto Oof. Maple Leafs. Um, potentially toughest game they've had to play yet this year, and because the Leafs, uh, they are cooking in the way Russell Wilson thinks. I think he wishes he was. <laughs> I would agree with your assessment on both parts. Yeah, this, you know, we've talked about this October schedule is really just, it has been a brutal gauntlet for the Nashville Predators, but I agree with you. I think Toronto uh, tomorrow night is probably going to be one of the hardest uh, games that, that they faced. I think that Overall, this is a team that has a lot of quality pieces performing really well. Overall, the team is doing really well. I also think maybe, and I'm just I'm just spitballing here, like maybe there's some bad juju between the Maple Leafs and I don't know, say Ryan O'Reilly. I don't know. So you wonder, yeah. like, I would hope not, but there was a lot of talk in Toronto a lot of loose lips in Toronto squawking like chickens over the fact that Ryan O'Reilly did not sign in Toronto and instead came to Peon City Predators. So maybe there's no bad blood with Ryan O'Reilly. Clearly, I carry some baggage from this. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, I wonder, yeah. is there, I mean, I know he was there for the blink of an eye, but there was a lot of squawking when he did not sign in Toronto. And I thought yeah. some of it was unnecessary. I think a lot of people were thinking maybe he was going to go to, um, you know, like a, like a contender or something and be like, you know, the solid like third line player like he was in Toronto or stay there. And I don't think they're yeah. going to be mad at Nashville offering him a four year, $4 million contract. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I regret not a penny of it. Now, it also did not come out of my pocket directly, but I regret not a penny of the Ryan O'Reilly deal. But I do wonder, you know, Toronto is a very different market. Toronto is a very different media. Toronto is a very different everything. So I don't know. I think there could be some spice there. Uh, They better not. Well, the game's in Nashville, so I guess we're... That helps a lot. Yeah. That helps a lot. And I do think... Um, one of the things that we have seen Andrew Brunette talk about, we've seen him talk about it to the team, is that this home ice advantage, you we have to own home ice. Play, you know, other teams have to come into Bridgestone Arena and be afraid to play on our ice. So if you are going to the game tomorrow night, bring it because yeah. they really want to turn this back into the place that Bridgestone used to be, where teams were like, oh crap, we got to play in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, that's that's step one. And it would be nice yeah. if they could do that before Saturday because and the Toronto big guns are Wolf. cooking right now. Yes. Uh, William Nylander, 11 points. John Tavares, 11 points. Austin Matthews, nine points, but seven goals in seven <sighs> games. One of the league leaders on that. And then Morgan Riley, seven mm-hmm. points. So you have four point per game players so far. Uh, and then right behind him, you know, Mitch Marner's got six. John Klingberg out of nowhere has five. So you go up and down this vaunted Toronto lineup. And, yeah, like the the big players that have been carrying the team for the past couple of years are the biggest reasons Toronto has gotten off to a hot start again this year. So if you're the Nashville Predators, if you're Andrew Burnett, Ann, what can you do to kind of slow down that tour de force that Toronto has in their top six and a couple of guys on their back end as well. I think one of the things that Andrew Brunette has talked about that has to happen tomorrow night against Toronto. And I know that this sounds very elementary, but Brunette is preaching puck possession. We want the puck. If we have the puck, then, you know, Austin Matthews is not going to score his third hat trick of the season. So I think puck possession is a big thing. That's something that we saw Andrew Brunette really emphasize and practice on Wednesday. They had practice off yesterday, Um, but they were doing a lot of that, you know, board battles, um, keeping the puck under pressure, that kind of drill. And that really is, I know it's elementary, but if you can keep the puck away from Austin Matthews, he's not going to be able to score a goal without it. Now he's going to look good trying, but you can't score a goal without the puck. So I know one of the things that they really want to focus on is that kind of fundamental thing. Keep the puck away from them. Let, you know, if Nashville gets the puck, keep puck possession. Don't be turning it over against the boards. Can't have those defensive zone. We're trying to exit the zone. Whoop, you know, we accidentally passed to the wrong team kind of thing. So I know that that is definitely something that is going to be a focus as you're trying to take on a team like the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. And the big thing is when you don't have possession, it's being aggressive and getting that possession back. I think that's another big thing uh, that the Nashville Predators uh, would like to do. And I think that's something that you you see and Burnett kind of preaching as well is something he wants to do. It's like when you don't have the puck, go back and get the puck. Get it. Yes. Yeah, like don't, you know, you know, don't kind of turtle and, you know, wait for them to kind of finish their possession or, you know, clear up a rebound, like yes. you know, get, be on the forefront, go and try to challenge some of Toronto's big players. And I think that's a key too. I think a lot of people just, you know, kind of, you know, batten down the hatches and don't want to make a mistake against Toronto, but they're good enough players that they're going to keep the puck 
long enough to, to find cracks in the defense and capitalize on them. But if you're in their face, if you're going out and challenging them and, you know, skating with, you know, somebody like Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner stride for stride and, you know, kind of limiting what they can do, then it's going to get, it's going to be harder for them, you know, to make a play. It's, they're really going to have to rely on their elite abilities to try to make a play past that pressure. So, you know, but that's, if they beat you that way, then fine. You they beat you that way. That's, that's it's, right. what, what are you going to do? It's Austin Matthews. It's Mitch yep. Warner. It's, it's William Nylander. So, but if you're, you know, if you're going out and forcing them to make that play and not just letting them have time and space to create something, then I think you're defending them well, or at least you're kind of, you know, maybe trying to, you know, limit the time that they can do something. That to me is going to be the key too, is how the Predators defend them when they don't have possession of the puck. Absolutely. I think being aggressive is going to be important and it can be scary. Like I'm, it makes me nervous to talk about be aggressive against somebody like William Nylander, Austin Matthews, but that's really what the Nashville Predators are going to need to do. The other thing they need to do, they have got to get off to a quick start. We we've seen a couple of games where really the Predators, especially against Vancouver in the last game, they really didn't get to their style of play. They didn't get to their game until like the third period, really. I mean, you started to see it in the second, but they didn't get to it until the third period. This is a team, this Toronto Maple Leafs team, you cannot wait around. You got to play 60 minutes of hockey if you want to be competitive against this Toronto team. This is going to be tough. This is going to be tough. But let's see what Nashville can do. If you want to know where this resetting Predators team is with a new looking roster and a new head coach and a new system, then you've got to play the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's how you figure out where this team is. That's that's a team you certainly want to be like as well. Yes. Uh, So six o'clock puck drop in Smashville tomorrow. Again, last game, we stressed you got to go late. This game, we stressed you got to go early. Uh, NHL scheduling has been on one uh, this year. Uh, So we will talk about that on Monday in our plus minus what we liked from that game. Uh, Still to come on this show, takes from a hat, a lot of different topics, some fun, some serious, maybe some trade chatter. Oh, involved in some of these okay sorry ann uh, i can feel the soul leaving your body right now it just uh, happened yeah uh <laughs> we will get to that in just one second this is a big fun segment uh you guys won't want to miss first though i want to mention today's episode is brought to you by parkview advance as a business owner you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind but that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments payroll or rent For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped business secure working capital. From $5,000 to $1.5 million, Parkview Advance can approve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. It's a much easier process than you might imagine, and we invite the many entrepreneurs that are locked on NHL fans to learn more by calling them at 203-675-0071 or go to parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with their working capital. Go to parkviewadvance.com. This episode is also brought to you by our great friends at Jace Medical 
If you've listened to Locked On, you know several years ago, my husband and I traveled overseas. We were there for a little over two and a half weeks, and partway through our trip, I ended up getting really sick. When you're stuck overseas in another country, you're far away from your primary care doctor who understands you and all of your medical situations, you kind of have to make do. And it was a little dicey there for a bit. Got home, got treatment, but the whole thing could have been avoided if I had just invested in Jace Medical's great new product, the Jace Case. The Jace Case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your own unique needs. Now, you can choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique medical needs. All it takes to get your Jace Case is filling out a simple form online and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians. You can also get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment related questions. The Jace case is doctor created and doctor recommended. So go to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jacemedical, J A S E medical.com. All right, Anne, it is time for takes from a hat. Uh, for those of you who are new to Locked on Preds, this is basically a segment kind of designed after uh, takes or scenes from a hat in these it anyway. Uh, basically, there's a bunch of ideas on this piece of paper. We're going to draw one and we're going to discuss the prompt. On the paper. Anne, would you like to do the honors first? Yes, let me go first. In my, This is my Craig Smith Design Predators hat, so it's one of my faves. I wear it a lot, but I always save it for takes from a hat because there we you know, go. special. Oh, okay, this is timely. Okay, the NHL has voted to eventually decentralize the draft. I've got thoughts. If you could convince the NHL to come back to Nashville to host again and address their biggest gripe, providing separate war rooms around the city, what are some places you would put teams in Nashville? Oh, that's a good one. So where, where, where are we putting like war rooms in Nashville? Yeah, where are you going to put? Because they're all squawking about like, oh, it's too hard to keep secrets in a room. Friend, you have not been a tween girl. It is not difficult at all. But, yeah. you know, if you want your own space around Nashville, what would be some great places you would put some of these teams? Oh, I mean, somebody's got to do like a rooftop in... <laughs> Like, like honky tonk central or something like that. Like, yes. be like, yeah, I guess like the Chicago Blackhawks, like, <laughs> like little tables up there or something yes. like that. Or it's got to be the Dallas Stars. So Matt Duchesne can perform he would be so on happy. the stage in there while he's doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess like, would you do like you know inside the parthenon oh yeah like like somebody just like you know the shot of them thinking while the statue of athena is <laughs> just yielding over the minnesota wild or something like that i love that yeah. yeah like i'm trying to think of what are some other like biscuit love wouldn't you want to be the team that you're like oh guys our war room is not at bridgestone arena we have to go down to biscuit love yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh. 
it's like when your internet is out when you're working from home and you need to just run to Starbucks or something <laughs> like that. Just have like a full draft. Just be like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna run to Frothy Monkey. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great though? Like, I yeah. hate this idea of decentralizing the draft. I, I, I hate it too. So terrible. Like, I, I think I, I get from a logistical standpoint, uh, it, it's tough for teams and. You know, it's, you know, traveling down and, you know, you, you don't have access to your entire staff. And, you know, if if you look around the, you know, the NFL and MLB and NBA and the other teams who kind of do these out of war rooms, uh, it, it's much, I guess, easier for them mm -hmm. to kind of have everybody in one place and make picks and, you know, communicate with other teams. But it's just it's just fun. Like, it's fun oh, to see the so chaos fun. and see like you know some random person you've never seen before from like the st louis blues table walk over to some person you've never seen before on like the pittsburgh penguins table and be like oh my god is there a trade it's a is, is crosby gonna be a blue is is this what's happening right now <laughs> meanwhile the guy's asking like hey can you direct me to the men's room but we yeah. don't know that we just get to speculate i hate this i hate this it is. I hate it from a fan perspective. Yes. Um, and I'm also, you know, worried about what this does to the draft prospects as well, because there's talk that, you know, they might do like what the NFL and NBA do and, you know, kind of only invite, you know, I like the that. top 30 players or something mm -hmm. like that and have like green rooms and, and all that. I hate uh, that. I, I, it was one of the most fun things, I think, when you and I covered the draft was just seeing like. Look like just it could have been like some teenager that just finished up like band practice at Hume Fog down the street, like <laughs> wandered wandered on in like a Blackhawks jersey and started talking to the press and right like it, it's just I, it was just like that experience and you know you and I I think we're leaving you know after the pick and there's just like you know what looked like they could have just been a like a family of tourists but one had like a flyers jersey on and they're doing like a big family picture in front of like the country music hall of fame and you know you, you've probably it's it's a guy that you know probably no one outside of eric denay or, or like the team he played for knew right um and, and here he is having this big you know kind of once in a lifetime moment and getting to experience it and getting to put on his team's Jersey, you know, in front of his friends and family for the first time. Right. That, that to me is, I think some of the uniqueness that makes the draft experience special. And I'm afraid we're going to lose that. Yeah. Um, you know, if we try to maybe lean into what other leagues are doing, you do so little, you nail so little better than other leagues. NHL, why are you jacking with the one thing that you hit? And the, and I'm with you like a seventh round draft pick deserves to walk the stage, get the jersey, be in front of that room, have their picture taken, talk to the media. So I'm with you. This is a terrible idea. Let's just host, I don't know, let's host the Toronto Maple Leafs at Biscuit Love and call it good. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Austin Matthews coming down there. All right, let's 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 give you something, man. All right. All right. Oh, here's a here's a spicy one. Oh no. Okay. Which is more surprising to you? Ooh. Ryan Johansson's hot start in Colorado or Matt Duchesne's cold start hmm. in Dallas? Which is more surprising to you? This is a tough one because you know I staked a lot of happiness in my marriage on Matt Duchesne. Yeah. But I will say this: I am not surprised about Ryan Johansson at all. Not at all. So I am I am far more surprised by Matt Duchesne's um, struggles in Dallas 
Um, I, I'm telling you, I, and I did tell you, Ryan Johansson was a player I wanted to see back on the ice in Nashville. That, that guy was hungry. He is now playing in Colorado. He's uh, got several power play goals. Can you Three imagine? Power play goals. Yeah. That's can cool. you imagine like Ryan Johansson's like, oh my gosh, I'm on the power play. I'm scoring goals. Who knew this is, this is what could happen. Yeah. I am not at all surprised to see Ryjo doing what he's doing in Colorado. And here's what I'm willing to say. It's going to continue the entire season. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is the Ryan Johansson. We're going to see that hot start is not going to cool off. I think Matt Duchesne is going to find his, his skate legs a little bit more in Dallas, mm -hmm. but I am not even a little surprised by Ryjo. Yeah, And I'm happy for him. It hurts, but. Yeah. It, it's it, the big surprising thing about Johansson is how much he's being used five on five. Uh, yeah. I think it is. We talk about his power play prowess, but he's also, um, you know, spent a lot of time five on five and is generating some some offense there yep. as well. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think Duchesne's going to turn it around. He's got two points in his last two games. Uh, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, those are his first two points of the season. Uh, I think it's tough going to a new team, and I know Dallas has been trying to figure some things out. So I think I that'll uptick a little bit. Um, I, but I am a little surprised. I thought he was going to maybe hit the ground running a little bit harder in Dallas. Uh, maybe Dallas in general is a surprise. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more to get to in just a second. Uh, will I pull a take from a hat that causes Anne's soul to leave her body? <laughs> Stay tuned and find out. First, want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our great friends at Sleeper. Look, a new NHL season does bring all sorts of possibilities. Philip Forsberg could score 50 goals. The Predators could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. That's probably more likely. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. And hey, if you like daily fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, you can find that on Sleeper and college football as well. One of the great things about Sleeper is you can go on the app and you can check out all the trending stories of the NHL. You can see things like locker room videos, game highlights, and those things are going to keep you up to date on all the latest news and player performances. And then you take that information and you go play some daily fantasy hockey. It is fun and easy with Sleeper. Entries can be made in under a minute. All you have to do to play is pick whether players like Ryan O'Reilly or Tommy Novak or Philip Forsberg, or if you wanted to say Sidney Crosby, you can, will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals or assists, saves, plus minus, all kinds of other stats in any given game. So you heard me, Preds fans, you can do this and win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleepers. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you will get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's promo code LOCKEDONNHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, Ann, let's get another take from a hat, shall right. we? Let's see. I don't I'll refer to you this time. Yes. Here's the hard thing. I write them and then I don't remember them. 
Okay, this is one that I wonder about. These are the things I wonder about. If you were a goalie, would you rather face a two-minute power play with some guys to help out, or would you just rather do a one-quick penalty shot? I, I, it's, I would do the penalty shot. Yeah. Like, doesn't it – well, first off, like, it, it's – here's the thing from a goalie standpoint. Like, mm-hmm. you face them anyway in shootouts. You practice this so often in practice – um, you know, I feel like as the years have gone on, like the penalty shots used to just be like automatic in the NHL. Now with the shootout and goalies, you know, getting better and being able to practice it, I feel like, you know, the, the percentage of saves is going up. Mm-hmm. I think you're much more likely to stop like one penalty shot, especially if it's like a third line guy right. is not like one of the first three or four skaters that normally takes your shootout penalty shots. Um, as opposed to, you know, kind of having to defend like, you know, cross ice passes and rebounds and, yeah. uh, you know, second Practice. chance opportunities or deflection in front. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you would much rather want to stop one shot mm-hmm. than kind of having to scramble for two minutes and, and defend, you know, cross ice passes and deflections and rebounds and all these things that are more likely to have the other team score. Yeah. I, these are the things I wonder about. Um, goalies are just their own little creatures. So I wonder about that. And it feels like to me, and maybe I'm wrong, I'm probably not, but it feels like to me that penalty shots this season so far are like the slash from a couple seasons ago where like, they're over calling them or they're over they're hyper focused on them because I feel like we have seen a slew of penalty shots this, yeah. this so far this season, which, you know, I'm okay with, but I'm just curious, like as a goaltender, you have to be a different kind of person to be a goaltender. That's just what's real. You're just, you're a different breed. Goaltenders are a different breed. And that's not me saying that that's what Kevin Lankinen said. He said, yeah. You got to be a different kind of person. So I wonder if there is that level of like, go ahead, one-on-one, me and you, let's do this. I think kind so. Of confidence. Yeah. I think I'm so. fascinated by the mental, the mental goalie game. Fascinating. Yeah. I, I think it's easier. I'd rather face a penalty shot than, a, you know, two minute power play. Yeah. The only thing here's me, I'm a safe girl. Yeah. If uh-huh. they get a power play goal, I can be like, Hey dude, you didn't do your job. To one of my yeah. teammates. <laughs> All right. Uh, We've got time for probably a couple more. So, okay. Don't make me trade someone. Don't make me trade someone. Don't make me trade someone. All right. Uh, You're not going to have to trade somebody. Yeah. Based on what you've seen in the first three weeks, Mm -hmm. what is the biggest, most optimistic reason that you have that the Preds will make the postseason? Wow. That's a great question. There are, you know what? There are actually a couple of reasons I feel very optimistic about this. Okay. Um, I I will say this. I've said it before. Um, I am blown away by what Ryan O'Reilly brings to the ice. So I think Ryan O'Reilly makes me feel very optimistic. Um, but also for me, it's the performances of players like Kiefer Sherwood and Tommy Novak. That, that who we thought they were may be who they are. Like the Tommy Novak of last season is the Tommy Novak that started. And I feel like there may be enough just raw talent to sneak into the playoffs. Like I can, I can truly see it not being 
um, luck not being a, a fortunate schedule that gets yeah. the Predators there. Like, I feel like there may be raw talent. Do I think they're going to compete for the Stanley Cup? No. But I, I've been pleasantly surprised by a number of things I've seen. I don't, what about you? Do you think they're going to make the playoffs three weeks in? Where Where's your gauge? Uh, I, I would say if there is one, um, if there's one optimistic reason, mm-hmm. it would be the, I, I would say just the style of play being a yep. little bit different is just that you've looked even, you know, outside of that Vancouver game, there's been a lot of, um, you know, the Preds have, you know, outshot their opponents most games. They're, you know, possessing the puck more. And I think that's the style of hockey that gives teams a good shot to win every game. And I think especially as, you know, UC Saros gets a little bit further into the season, that's going to help. Yeah. 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 Uh, We have time for one more quick one. And All right. One more. I don't even remember what they are. So we're going to see if it's quick or not. All right. That's a dumb one. All right. <laughs> How do you like that? Oh, okay. Here's just general NHL question. This is a fill in the blank. Okay. If you take blank player off of blank's team's roster, so pick your player in your team, they would be having a very different season, and it cannot be Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl. If you take blank player off of the roster. The player or the team would be having a very different season? The team would be having a different season. If this player were not on this team's roster, the team would be having a very different season. I think this is easy. Uh, Elias Pedersen and the Vancouver Canucks. They are shocking. They Because that is is like Mm -hmm. a weird team to watch where you look at like, Pedersen and, and Quinn Hughes, and they're having these like highlight reel seasons. And you look at the like the team, and it's like, oh, this is it's Canucks are kind of mid. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you there. Yeah, that they're they really are fascinating right now. So shocking to me, the Vancouver Canucks and Nashville Predators are going to face them again here next week, I think, in their Western road trip. So yeah. back at it against Elias Pedersen, who probably will still be on his team. Yeah, for sure. Um, interesting takes from ahead. Yeah. Man. Way to uh, yeah. So Monday coming up, we have some plus minus to get to. We'll talk about the Leafs Preds game coming up this Saturday. Plus what we liked and what we didn't about the last handful of Predators games, everything from this past week. And what's one place people can find you? Well, you can find me at my house, but I ain't giving that out that information out. So you can find me on Twitter X at Ann K underscore mama on ice. You can find me at penaltyboxradio.com uh, on X at underscore NS Morgan. Also be sure to follow the podcast, LO underscore predators on X and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search locked on predators and you'll find us. That's going to do it for us on today's episode. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We will be back with a new episode on Monday. See you then.